Welcome, everybody. Shia number 509, getting back to our Hilchas Brachos. Okay, so I just want to continue on in our, in our subject, actually. Uh, we've been talking about Mazona spreads, Mazona rolls, but as we're going down the line, Ashtikal, we're sort of like learning other Inyanim also, which is what I want to talk about today. Um, I don't like to say the word, but as we show how Mazona spread, Mazona rolls is, you know, can't be Mazonos, um, we are actually learning uh, various different um, inyanim in reference to Pasababakistan and how to work with it. Okay, so another inyan I want to talk about that's interesting is the flip side. What do we mean by the flip side? That let, let's say, let's say we have something it was explained to me very clearly, and Rav Forrest brings it down in the Sefer also. I want to read it from uh, his Sefer, but just to explain this, uh, the Indian, um, we let's say somebody has something which technically does fall into the category of one of the three or four categories of Pasababa Kisan, for example, um, which something which we've been talking about, and that is matzah, right? As we know, matzah. Uh, regular matzah, we're not, we're not talking about right now the egg matzah, but just the regular matzah, right? The B'nai Ashkenaz, as we said, the wash and bench and so on, uh, during the week, um, and, and, and all the time for that matter. Uh, but the question is, Lamaisa, we, we spoke about in the past that it's a brittle thing, it's like a cracker, and the third category brought down the Shulchan Aruch. If something is brittle and a crack, uh, uh, like a cracker type thing, and it falls apart, then it uh, falls under the category of Pasba Bekissim, whereby you make a uh, Mizonos. Um, so, so, okay, so we spoke about the Bnei Sfar to make a, uh, make a Mazonis on it besides Pesach and so on. But, um, the question is, how do the Bnei Ashkenaz make this Mazonis, make, uh, Hamotzi again? Because of the fact, bottom line is, it's like a, it's, it's a brittle thing, falls apart. Okay. That's one. Then we have something that, that's one, one part of it. The next part of it, many times we have, especially, uh, for, for Rosh Hashanah and so on, people bake very, very sweet, uh, challahs. And 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 even all all year round, you have some places where they have um, like egg chalas, and they're very very sweet. I mean, I remember I mentioned in the past um, my in-laws from Europe and so on. They used to say they used to taste the American uh, chalas sometimes, <laughs> the sweet chalas. They, 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 they would basically say this is cake. This is the cake. Why are you serving the dessert? You know, <laughs> where's the challah? Their challah was a water challah, as we know it. Uh, I remember growing up, uh, me, uh, me and my mishpach as uh, uh, children. You know. With, uh, my father, Oliver Shalom, used to like uh, a nice hard water challah. That was the challah. That was the the, the Shabbos. But uh, the, you know, the egg challahs that are very sweet and soft and mushy, if you want to call it. It's uh, many uh, older Europeans would say it tastes like cake. So the question is, if it tastes so sweet and it mamish tastes, it tastes it's such a sweet tasting thing, sweet tasting dough. So maybe it falls under the category of possible kissin, and possibly, possibly it would fall under the category of possible kissin, which we've been talking about, uh, where. By it's so sweet that mamish the taste is the hatam nirgash. Mamish in the dough itself, in the chal itself, you're tasting the sweetness. So how could we make a hamoitzi? How could we bench on that? Lamai said it's possible bekisn. And the Mishabur himself actually brings down, uh, he talks about raisin challah, these challahs that they put raisins in, also very sweet. Bottom line is, I mean, it could be that it's possible bekisn. Maybe it's so sweet. Um, 
how do we make our moitzi? How do we make our moitzi, and how do we bench? So the the answer is like this: that just like we saw, just like we saw all the various different items that fall under the category of uh, pasah kissen and lemaisa it's a snack type food. So it flips the other way also. Even though somebody, even though a food like these sweet challahs or matzah or whatever the case is, falls under the category of pasah kissen whereby technically, quote unquote, somebody might say. Well, Mizonos, but when it's eaten, when the general public eats it as a um, uh, uh, as a meal type food, then it will get a halacha of um, it will get a bracha of hamotzi and birchas hamazon, and one would have to bench. Okay, so thou, so I just want to explain. That's how Rav Forrest brings it down in his sefer. And and that's why the Mnei Ashkenaz Taka, they make a hamoitzi on um, on the matzah, because lemaisa, regular matzah, is used as a regular meal-type food. People wash and bed. It's it's part of the meal. And same thing for these chalas, these very sweet chalas. They're very sweet, but lemaisa, bottom line is, it's used as the regular, um, if you want to call it, food-type food, as opposed to a snack-type food. Okay, so that's how he brings it down. That refers to page 254. He says... And he's talking about the Mazonas bread itself and Mazonas rolls, like we've been talking about constantly. He says like this: If uh, we have noted above that the custom of Ashkenazic Jews, like we said, is, the, is to recite a hamotzi on matzah. The reason given for this is, uh, in fact, the um, the fact that the customarily people, the, the customarily um, way of eating matzah by Ashkenazim, at least, is a is is not a snack type food, but a meal type food. So he explains further a very important point, which is how it comes out with these chalas, these very sweet chalas and, and matzah and so on, which Lamaisa is a question. But the bottom line is, apparently he explains that being classified as one of the types of possible kissin, in other words, just because we stick it into a category, one of the three or four categories which we've spoken about, right, of possible kissin is not in itself enough to make it a mazonos, okay? It's not adequate, it's not an adequate reason, he says, to recite Mizonas on the possible Bukistan because these foods like the matzah, like the, the this very sweet challah, is eaten as a, the, the regular way of eating it is a meal type food. So just because you stick it into one of the categories is not going to be enough. So then he explains further that it go now getting back to our so so we see that's how we eat sweet matzah. Uh, I'm sorry, that's how we eat the sweet challah, and that's how we eat the matzahs. And then he goes back and he says all varieties of mazonas bread. Bottom line is getting back to the mazonas bread a minute. He says all varieties of Mazonas bread, Mazonas rolls and so on, are undoubtedly made to be eaten as bread. Um, as their name confirms, right? And the, the, the Mazonos bread, Mazonos rolls. Nobody calls it Mazonos cake because that's not what it is. Mazonos bread. So that's what it, its name is undoubtedly named for that. And, it, and therefore, it's inappropriately classified as Pasababa Kisten. He says further that, therefore, even if we coincide that the amount of apple juice, for example, we, we spoke a little bit about that, getting more into that, but the amount of apple juice, let's say, Lou Yitzur, that there's a case that the it's the right amount of apple juice, and it's not from concentrate, which we'll talk about. It's 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 very very sweet, and there's a lot of apple juice and so on in this quote unquote Mizonas bread. Um, it's not going to be enough because of the fact. 
even if you taste the sweetness, and even if you'll tell me, yeah, well, we have enough apple juice, and it's and it's uh, it's it's real juice and not mixed with water, because in other words, if you have apple juice mixed together with water, so then it comes out again, so then it's more water than apple juice because it's really water. But good, it's a, it's enough apple juice and it's very sweet, and I actually taste the sweetness and so on and everything. Very good. But bottom line is, our force brings it down. It's all it can be found talk on page two fifty four. If anybody wants to look it up on page two fifty four, it's classified as a um it's classified as a type of a thing which is eaten as a meal and not a snack. Quote unquote Mizono spread. So that's what he says. Just because he's sticking it into the one of the categories like we spoke about of possible because and it's nevertheless the bracha would be a hamotzi and one would have to bench. Okay, he says further, I just, it's amazing, we have to read this. He says, therefore, the term, quote-unquote, Mizono's bread is self-contradictory. In Lamaisa, it's a contradiction in the thing itself. Is it bread or is it Mizono's bread? What does that mean? Bread, we know, is hamotzi, and you have to bench, right? Mizono's is not bread. So if it's bread, it's not Mizono's. Make up your mind. So that's what he says. Mizono's bread is normally used. What is Mizono's bread used for? It's normally used for sandwiches, uh, for example, salami, salami sandwiches, frank on a roll, Right or or uh, uh, some sort of a fa- falafel pita, these type of things. And the bottom line is, it's used in conjunction with eating a meal, eating a lunch, eating a supper. Sometimes, even though it might be a little bit of a quicker meal, bottom line is that's what it's used for. Okay, we're trying, we're trying to sum it up um, and move on. Bezras Hashem, upcoming Thank you for listening. Aslach and Bracha, Kol Tov.